This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined in the studio, well, in the studio via Zoom, like always these days, by Miss Diana Espear from the You Can't Sit With Me podcast. Did I say your last name right? You actually said the last name right, but you didn't say my first name right. David, should I be offended? Diana. Diana. Okay, now how would I know that? I've always, every time I listen to you, I feel Diana, really? Diana. Yeah, it's like my jingle hosted by Diana Espear, because the girl's American. I'm not. It's just my accent. It's just your accent. It's just you being American. Eight hundred times. Yes, it's just my accent. You've already told me I have a bad New York accent. Can I tell you? I never said bad. I never said bad. But you have a New York accent. Let's not lie. Well, you are not. I mispronounce ninety-eight percent of the names of people who come on to this show. Isn't that horrible? I'm a horrible host. No, I do the same. I'm a fucking terrible host. But you know what? That's what makes a good podcaster. Podcaster is breaking all the rules of hosting. Kind of. And I feel like when people reach out to me, they're like, well, you're really real. And I am. Some days I have great days and some days I'm a bloody fucking mess. I'm having an off day today. Can we not lie to everyone listening? You look fine. You sound fine. Yeah, my, my mood is not fine, which usually makes for a better podcast. When I'm in a bad mood, it all comes out. Good. That means you're just going to tell it all. Yeah. Now... Talk to me, like, where are you now? Like, you, where, I'm confused about your life. Like, you live in Los Angeles, but you're not there now. 
Yes. So I live in, I've lived in Los Angeles for the last four or five years. And I'm currently in Switzerland, which is where I'm from. Is that what I mean? I'm English, but everything about me is confusing. So you being confused is not, it's kind of normal. It's kind of a thing for everyone. And so basically what happens is we, I have like a bad medical insurance in America. And then my family got coronavirus and, you know, the medical care here is just so good and no one was leaving their homes. And, you know, I had a conversation with my family and my dad said, you know, you're alone in your apartment in LA. You don't have family there. If you stay there, you're going to be quarantined there probably for months. This was at the beginning when it all started. And he said, and you might not be able to find a flight home because I think all the flights are going to stop, which he was right about. So he was, you know, he predicted the whole thing. And so he said, why don't you come here? If you get sick, you'll get the proper medical care. And then when people are able to get out again, you'll be able to come back. I thought it was going to be about a month. I've been here for four months now and I'm losing my shit. I get it, but at the same time, I am one of those people who's been quarantined alone. I mean, granted, New York is kind of open now, so it's different, but I mean, I also thought it was going to be about a month and I lost my shit in the beginning when I was all alone. I'm like, I am such a social creature. I mean, I love spending time alone, don't get me wrong, but I lost my mind for a minute. But you have family in America, right? In the US. Totally. Like I have family in New York City and Westchester and Connecticut and Long Island. So it's all local. See, I don't. And it's like that at the beginning, like none of my friends would see me because no one was seeing anyone at the beginning. So it was just like, am I going to be that way completely by myself for months? Like, how am I going to survive? I'm not the most social of creatures, but... I definitely don't want to be like cast away speaking to Wilson, um, which kind of happened with my dog. So I was like, I'm, I don't want to lose my shit. So I am losing my shit here, but I'm grateful that I'm, you know, everything's open here now. Um, I was, you know, when I thought I had the virus, I called the doctor, the nurse came to my house within 30 minutes, looking like a space person, you know, did the test. It's it's just, they just really look after you here. So Um, We thought it'd be a little bit safer for me, considering I have no support system and no family in the U.S. And are you getting like home-cooked meals? No. (laughs) I was going to say, I mean, this is where my mind goes when someone goes home to their parents. I don't care how old you are. Not that you're old. No, no, no. I'm fucking old. You can say that 100%. You're not. You're 31. You're not old. I mean, for a Jewish gal who's single, I'm old, okay? That's the truth. Let's not lie. But um, I have to so find you I, some boys and some Jewish boys in New York City. I mean, you would move to New York if you found a nice boy. You'd be closer to home. A hundred percent I would move to New York if I found I would never move for a boy, but if I found a really good guy, I'd be like, I could work something out potentially. Like I'm open to the idea. Well, we're going to talk about when we get into all these Vander kids that you're friends with, I'm going to, I have some fix ups for you within the group and I need to know why you're not dating some of them, but go on. Oh, oh, wow. Really? (laughs) You think I'm that friendly with them? That's a plot twist. Well, Um, you're like, you're, you're, you know them ish. No, not all of them. Not Not all, all but some. Some and like, I'm only really friendly with like what, like whatever, we'll get into it. But 
just to end the whole coronavirus, which like so fucking old at this point, can, can everyone stop talking about coronavirus? But like at the same time, it's a real thing and we should talk about it because wear your fucking mask. But um, can I swear on your show? You can, yes. I, I have oh, the good. worst mouth. I'm so disgusting with my mouth. It's not even funny. I was going to say, if I can't swear, I'm not going to be able to speak. I have the worst mouth. It's like, I don't um, know where it came from, but I, I do. Probably being Jewish. Like, we, 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 we have a filthy mouth, yeah, you know? I, I can't help it. I love it. It's just, I got to get my point across. It just makes everything so much better. Like, so much more intense, which I love. But no, I don't get home-cooked meals because after two weeks of being in my parents' home, which isn't the home that I grew up in, like, they, they moved homes. My dad was like, my dad works in, like, real estate here he and he like flips little studio apartments amongst other things that he does my dad is like a jewish like whatever he was like you know what i just finished this apartment no one's gonna live in it we'll give you a couch we'll give you a tv um hence why it's not really furnished and he was like why don't you get the fuck out of our house (laughs) and i was like yeah that's so funny now That's, that's hilarious, first of all. Now, I was just on your show very recently, the You Can't Sit Me With Me podcast. Where did you come up with the name for your podcast? Honestly, like, I think I, so everyone is like, oh, you can't sit with me because you're the mean girl. And it's like, no. That's where my mind goes. And I, I kind of love it, but that's where my mind goes. I know. And it's kind of like that, I guess, but it's more of like, Moving to LA, LA is such, it has such a, you can't sit with us mentality. And I made it a point when I moved to LA, I was like, I don't give a fuck if I can't sit with you. You can't sit with me. Like that's where it comes from because I didn't want to become, you know, there's like a stereotype in LA, which is not always true, but sometimes it is. And I didn't want to become one of these people in LA who's like, bumming everyone and trying to be super nice to everyone and fake friends with everyone, but then kind of bitchy and not welcoming to other people. There are groups like that. And to me, I was just like, I don't care if I'm, you know, still dry, still English dry sense of humor, which a lot of girls don't get in LA. They get very, they take it very personally. I just thought I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay the person that I am and not give a fuck if people don't get it. So that's where it comes from. I think that's good. And you don't really care like who someone is. Like if you like them, you like them. If you don't, you don't. Yes. And I think that's really important, especially in LA, because I feel like the, the more famous people are, the less likely their friends are to give it to them real, which I've seen a lot. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of these Vanderpump people surround themselves with all yes people who are like little minions, like, yes, 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 yes. Like, you look amazing. You look great. You look great. And like, that really fucking bugs me. Like I need the friend who's going to tell me that I look like shit in this dress because I, that's the kind of people that I want around me, you know? So that's where it comes from. I like it. I have not always been there. Well, you know, it was my life's work as I explained to you on your podcast to become BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. I love that you admit that by the way. <laughs> I admit it. I've heard all, he's a stalker, this and that, you know, say anything you fucking want about me. I don't, I literally could care less. Like I'm not put on this earth to live my life, to please you. I'm here to live my own truth. 
Yes. So, and I think if more people were honest with themselves about what they want out of life, they would have a more happy existence and a self-fulfilled They would actually get what they want in life. Yeah. Right. Right. So, I mean, this was my life's work and now I've written a book about it, which will be coming out God knows when at this. You know, everyone says that writing a book is really hard. I have to say, writing the actual book, I I wrote the book in two and a half months. Now, I don't know if- Nothing. No, it's nothing. And okay, if there wasn't quarantine, we would never be seeing this book, but thank you quarantine for that. So writing the actual book, as not easy as that was, that wasn't the hard part. The hard part is now. Now that there's 900,000 people involved, and editors, and just, I'm like, now the book is too long, and just things are changing, and now now I'm just like, everyone leave me alone. This is exhausting. So yeah. God knows when you'll see this book, but I, I wrote this book, and so my point, to your point, is it took me a little longer. Like, this was my goal to become BFS with all these people. I accomplished it. Now I'm behind the velvet rope, and yeah, now I don't give a fuck. Now I'm like, you can't sit with me. Like, I don't give a shit if you're, like, over there on Bravo. I actually don't like you. And there we go. Yeah. It was a real struggle for me at first to kind of find the right group of girlfriends because I'll give you a little bit of the backstory there. But when I moved to LA, it was kind of like a traumatic situation for me because I was never actually meant to be living in LA full time. Um, I kind of moved there for an ex-boyfriend, which like, hence why I told you I wouldn't move for a boy. But, um, But I knew him. He was my high school sweetheart, like whatever. And... When I was, when I found myself alone there, because he had left, you know, a lot of people said I had gotten a job that I really liked. And a lot of people said, it's okay. I'll put you in touch with my girlfriend. She's so cool. And they all put me in touch with their girlfriends. And all the girls were like, hey, um, my name is blah, 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 blah. Let me know if you need anything. And then that was it. Like no one said, let's go for dinner. Let's go for drinks, which like, I don't give a fuck because I'm, I'm, I'm a social person. So I'll make friends wherever I am. But, you know, it was very like, I'll do the right thing by my friend to message you, but I'm not going to include you, you know, and I'm like a Jewish girl. I'm a, you know, I'm not going to include you in my Jewish events because I want all the guys to myself, which is, by the way, your fucking friends are ugly. So I wouldn't go for them anyway. Right. Do you have to only date a Jewish boy? No, but I think my parents would prefer, which I don't super agree with, but I understand where they're coming from as well. Like whatever, we're all different, different generation. Um, I think I would prefer as well, just because for my peace of mind, but if an amazing guy came along and he wasn't, I'd be like, cool, that's fine too. Um, and so, you know, I was just kind of, and then, and then I met with these people eventually, some of them, and I had my little dry sense of humor and all my little nasty jokes. And people were always like making me feel like I was out of place. And I was like, yeah, I'm out of place. Not because... I'm, I stick out like a thumb and people think I'm inappropriate. I'm just in the wrong crowd. So, you know, just like you, you can't sit with me, find a new crowd. That's cool. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. I like it. Yeah. And so you like LA, you're staying in LA. I don't know if I'm going to stay in LA for the rest of my life. Um, but I've been in LA for five years. I love the friends that I've made. I love my life there. And it's been a great experience so far. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to stay forever, but 
definitely been a good experience. Now, do you know who, now I take this as a compliment. So do you know who from the reality TV world of Bravo and the housewives world you look like? Do people tell you you look like someone? No. It's not, it's not just because we talked about this on your show. You're not a fan of this person. You don't like this person. Do I look like Dorit? You do. Fuck you. I think, do you know what? I take it as a fucking compliment. That's I don't a compliment. like her personality, but wait, and I'm not even, woo. I, I, feel I mean, that's a compliment to me. You don't have your $20,000 outfit on. I don't see the Balmain top or the Gucci stilettos or the Fuck, Prada no, leggings. I, I need to live up to this. Like, where is my outfit? No one's ever told you that? No. Oh. But I love you for it because she annoys me, but I think she's gorgeous. So like, I've never been told something like this. So now I feel extra special. I mean, I know as we discussed on your show, you're just, you're not a fan of Miss Kemsley. I'm not a fan of what she showed, what she gives us on the show. I'm, I'm not a fan of that for sure. I think, I think that she gives us looks, but I'm not a super fan of the looks. And I think that the way she curates herself just makes it seem insincere. So that kind of bugs me. Have you ever run into, like, do you run into any of these ladies? Like, have you? Any experiences? I ran into Kyle um, at Soul Cycle, And uh, we kind of have a mutual friend, which is, like, really weird and funny. Um, I've ran into her. Oh, I interviewed Teddy on the red carpet one time with her entire family. Um, John Mellencamp? Teddy and, and her husband. No, not, not the, the dad. Or no whatever. John no, and no Meg Ryan. Nothing. Okay. No. Just curious. No. Um, you know, it's so weird that you asked me this because I've probably ran into so many of them, but I just don't remember because I never really care. <laughs> I get it. Is, I, Kyle, I is Kyle your favorite? I, I sense you like Kyle. I love Kyle. And it's not because she's Andy's favorite. Like, I genuinely think that she's funny. She gives it to us real. So I feel, and I know people who know her and who talk to me about her and stuff. And, and I feel like she's a good mom. Like, I like a good Jewish mom. Like, that's something that really, like, warms my heart because I have a great Jewish mom as well. So I don't know. I kind of warmed up to her. But um, don't like her sister. You don't like him. I don't like their relationship more than I don't like Kim. And you don't find Dorit to be a nice Jewish mom? <sighs> no. <laughs> I just, I, this is again what I, I'm going back to what I said to you before. It's not Dorit herself because do I know Dorit? No. But what she is giving us on the show, I'm not liking. So, you know, when I see Kyle, I see like, I, I, I'm so sad to be away from my kids, but I don't see like, oh, I'm sad to be away from my kids. Like I see actual tears. Like I see the, I feel the pain through my screen, you know? And I, and I don't see those things of Dorit on the show. So is she different outside the show? I don't fucking know. I'll never know. But what I see of her does not look as warm and caring as Kyle. Um, maybe it's all the glam. Maybe it's the accent. I don't know what it is, but some, something feels insincere to me when I watch the show. So I, I don't know how to explain it. Well, then you must love New Jersey. Do you watch RHLNJ? 
I, okay, so you're going to actually you don't. unban her. You're going to kick me off this podcast no. now because I don't watch New York. I don't watch New York. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I just, I mean, listen, we welcome all types here. I just, I, I did not expect that. So I told you I don't. I'm not like a Bravo super fan. I kind of just watch the shows that I can relate to somehow. So it's the California based ones or the millennial ones. So, you know, the summer house below deck as of recently and Vanderpump Rules cause they're young workers. And I like watching people who are living similar things that I'm living so I can really critique. I feel like it'd be really weird for me to critique a New York housewife because I don't know what life is like in New York at all. And I'm not even American, you know, and especially let alone being a housewife. Cause that's not the case for me either. So who's your favorite on summer house? Ooh. Um, and I who love- do you want to sleep with the most Kyle, Carl or Luke? You're going to die. None, none, but like, I only want to sleep with one. Call- who you you you're a Carl kind of guy, which kind no, of fucking sucks. No, you're a Luke. You're a no, Luke. No, no, Kyle. Oh, you're a Kyle. Okay, so Kyle's. I mean, I guess for me, if I had to, like, if we did a fuck Mary kill, I'd probably marry Kyle. Um, but uh, so my favorite is um Lindsay and Paige. Lindsay and Paige are fucking hilarious. Who's your favorite? As of recently, it's changed. See, here's the thing. We've t- and we talked about this on your show. Like, it's where it's so hard when you know people in real life. It really is. Like, it's not. It fucks it up for you. It fucks it up. It truly fucks it up. The only person that I can truly separate real life from TV is Ramona Singer. Because I have a very complicated relationship with her in real life. But I love her on the show. Everybody else, once I've experienced you so much in real life, it really goes either way. I either then love watching you. Like, there are people that I just can't watch because I can't stand them as human beings. So this isn't directed just towards Summer House. It's just... Let's not get into who, but there's... Oh my gosh, David, you have to. (laughs) The list is so long. Don't leave us hanging. Cliffhanger. Let me just say that right now. Whisper it to me. No, I'm thinking right now, if I had to pick my favorite on Summer House, it would probably be Kyle or probably Lindsay. Kyle is fucking epic. Kyle or Lindsay. So fucking funny. Yeah. So I actually met, so, you know, you said, I actually think I know. So I met Carl at Sheena's birthday. Um, How was that? I don't don't think Carl likes me very much. (laughs) Um, Why? No, no, no. Why? I think, so when he came on my podcast, I think one of my best interviews I've had of all time, because he was so funny, so real. I called him out for being a fuck boy. I was like, I don't like that you're a fuck boy. You know me, I wasn't going to bum him. And, but we had a great conversation and I really could see his side. And I think that maybe, I'm, I'm saying maybe he assumed that because I'm a podcaster and I have no shame in sharing questions and opinions, that would kind of transfer into real life. 
but I'm socially awkward in social situations, especially when it involves like Bravo people and it was Sheena's birthday and he was there and, you know, a, a bunch of people that I had seen on TV. And I'm just, I, I'm never the girl that's going to be like in the middle, like I'm the life of the party. Like you're my friend. Like I'm just more reserved and a little bit more awkward, especially with people that I'm not really friendly with. And I think he was a little bit underwhelmed with real life Deanna. <laughs> that's, that's the story. But I'm good friends with Lindsay. I've never met her in person, but we got on so well on the podcast that literally after the podcast, she FaceTimed me for like an hour. And we now like chat about like, she, Lindsay's fucking amazing. Like this in real life and on the show. I'm obsessed with Lindsay. I like me some Lindsay. Now let's back up a few minutes how did you get invited to sheena's birthday party like let's not bury that one and who were you carl's oh. date to carl ask you out after the podcast no okay. not at all carl was like deanna's a fucking weirdo but um so the way that i went to sheena's birthday is because when sheena had this whole thing with adam on vanderpump rules i was like whoa, I was just starting my podcast, by the way, and I had just started talking about Vanderpump Rules. So I didn't know who was like an old cast member and who was a new cast member. I was just kind of thrown into it. And I was like, ooh, who's this really fucking good looking guy on Vanderpump Rules? He's probably going to be the next superstar of Vanderpump Rules. So I was like, I messaged him and I was like, do you want to come on my show? And he was like, yeah, of course. So he came on my show and then I had time to catch up because that's what I do. I invite people and then I'm like, shit, now I got to watch the whole thing. And <laughs> been there, done that, sweetie. Like I, and I, I don't watch, but I can't tell you how many times I'm like, oh my God, I need to Google like what happened during episode one, season one. Okay, now episode, I'm like, fuck my life, but go on. Yeah. And I wasn't like a super fan, so I wasn't really, really watching. I'll admit it, as important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. And so he came on the show and I told him on the show, I was like, 
you, he was talking to me about Sheena because they were having a thing. And I was like, you ruined annoying Sheena for me because up until this point, I thought she was really annoying. And then I was like hearing you talk about her. Like, I think she sounds kind of cool. And I put like a little snippet of that on my story. So then Sheena saw it and she DM'd me and she was like, oh my gosh, what did you say? Like, I want to know what you said. So I sent her the episode with Adam and she was like, oh my gosh, like you asked him all these things that I wanted to know because I want to know where I stand. So she was like, thank you. And I was like, well, do you want to come on and share your side? And she was like, yeah. So then she came on my show. I went on her show and then she was co-hosting her show with Janet, her really good friend at the time. And they were both like, you should come to my, to Sheena's birthday. So I just kind of went and I never would go to a birthday where I didn't like know people, but they were like, come, it'll be really fun. So I was like, okay. So that was like stepped out of my comfort zone, a huge moment for me in the history of Deanna Espia, but I had a really good time. They were really nice, really welcoming. Like just Sheena's awesome. Like was lovely. She's like one of God's gifts. She is. She was, she's super welcoming. She's super open-minded. She, when the cameras are not there, she's just like fun, like a lot of fun. I love Sheena. Um, yeah, that's really, that's, she's one of my favorites on Vanderpump Rules and that is amazing. And I had her on my show, never went on her show, but I just made a note to myself that I need to make that happen. Yeah. I'm all about it. She, I love me some shenanigans. Really, really fun to Yeah, yeah. She's really fun. Now, who is it? Do you know? Am I wrong? I mean, this is just off the top of my head. Is it Dana that you know? Are you friends with? Aren't you friends with someone on Vanderpump Rules? Really close with uh, Dana. And I mean, I speak to Danica every so often on Instagram, but like, because she's really good friends with uh, Dana, but I am, Dana is just, it's really weird because I met Dana before. I knew she was on the show before she was actually on the show. And I was like, I fucking love this girl. She's so just everything about her. I was like, she's intelligent. She's not at all like the typical person you'd meet in LA. She's very, very highly intelligent. Um, she's very emotionally intelligent. She's very understanding. And I just loved her. And then she was like, oh, by the way, I'm going to be on Vanderpump Rules, la di da di da di da And so I'm really good friends with her. I just don't see her as her, a reality star. To me, if you had told That's- me Dana was going to be on Vanderpump Rules, I would have been like, what? She's just completely like the opposite of what you expect a Vanderpump Rules person to be. That's good though, right? I mean, you're like a real friend. You're not just like a star fucker that's friends with her now that she's on this show. Well, actually, I met her right before when she started shooting um, for the show. But then we kind of like not spoke for a bit. We met through Janet again, but we ended up being in the same Pilates class on Saturdays. And so we kind of got our lunches and like, because I do, I used to do Pilates once a week. That's the only workout I did. Well, most people will go like three, four times a week. That's not Um, bad. Yeah. I just like can't be bothered for the whole spiel. And yeah, she, we just like had like a genuine connect. Like she's so, so, so lovely. And when she was filming, like, did she, you know, was she like, ah, let's go have a drink. This was a shitty day. This just like, did you watch Vanderpump Rules? I mean, I guess at this point you did because you had like Sheena on. Of course. So yeah, I would get a little glimpse of things that were happening and stuff. But honestly, like, 
nothing that you haven't seen. Like everything she said, she was just a hundred percent. It's just a hundred percent her. I know with a lot of the people, there's a lot of shit that you don't see. Um, but I just feel like with her, she was just emotionally slutty as she says she is. And you've just like seen it all. There's like, I don't have juice. And even if I did, I probably wouldn't tell you, but I genuinely don't have any juice. Did you like this past season of Vanderpump Rules? No, I didn't like it. Did you like it? I didn't not like it as much as everybody else. Like, everybody hated it. Like, why? I don't know if I know why. Just there were too many people. You didn't like the... Did you love it, though? Did you think it was as good as the other seasons? I didn't love, love it. I didn't love, love it. But I didn't not like it. Like, at the end, I'm like... We had five new people to get used to. And so there was a lot of people which really decreased the screen time for everybody. So maybe it was too many people. But I don't, I mean, people really hated it, like across the board. And I I don't really know why. Sorry, I cut you off. You think I'm the kind of person that just likes everything? No, I think you're the kind of person that whatever Bravo throws at you, you're just going to be a sucker for it. That is not true. Because, <laughs> no, Camp Getaway, I have had four people on from my show. I love my Randall. We're friends in real life. Not my favorite show. Okay. Um, uh, below so- Deck Sailing Yacht, Sailing Vessel, whatever the fuck it was called. I'll pass on that. like that. I haven't watched that. Was that no good? It was nothing like Below Deck or Below Deck Med. You know, the, the show is coming back with an entirely different cast. Entirely different captain, the whole thing is being revamped. Right. That was in my favorite. There you go. Two shows I didn't really care for. Okay. So, okay. So that, that makes me feel better about, you know. You just thought I liked everything. I'm like, he's, he's, just, he's just never going to agree with me when I say I don't like something, but it's like no. you have your an opinion. Yeah. Um, I just that didn't like, a better. it wasn't my favorite season, definitely, but I didn't hate it i also think so i had max i had brett and i had charlie on my podcast so throughout the season like i had these three people on my show and listen you come on this podcast and i spend an hour with you and it's it's intimate so then i feel like i know you so once again i feel i didn't really have maybe the right perception because okay like i wasn't hanging out with brett in real life but we spent an hour together. So I felt like these five new characters, I knew three of them pretty intimately because I sat with them like this. So it was like more, this is the only thing I can think of. Like it was more familiar to me because I already kind of, and then like I kept in touch, like I DM Max, I DM Brett, Charlie. So I felt like I knew three of these new people that it didn't really seem like who are all these new people to me because now I knew them because they were on my show. The only reason I can maybe justify why I wasn't as confused, but why didn't you like it? Just too much going on? So I'm saying like maybe the fact that I knew a lot of the stuff that happened behind the scenes maybe ruined the show for me. Also, that might be, a. but I know a lot of people hated it too. I think for me is just, you know, when I watched A Real Housewife, when I watched A Below Deck, when I watched Summer House, I know that it's curated for TV, but I also know what that whatever the fuck the, these people are doing, Kyle is genuinely working for owning, working at Loverboy. I know that these people are actually doing the things they're saying they're doing. 
when people are pretend waiters and then they've been lying for so long about it and then they try to cover it up by bringing a bunch of new people and the show is having like an existential crisis that kind of fucks it up. Like it just makes it not believable anymore. And the transition was not smooth enough. So I personally liked watching the new people more than I liked watching the old cast, even though I have been a fan of the show for a while. I, I was late to the party, but I've been a fan for a couple of years. And you know, the Stasi things, not interesting to me. I mean, I, I love that she's engaged and I'm happy for her. And that was super cute. But like, the drama with Tom Sandoval, I thought it was dumb. Um, the, the Jack's thing and the wedding. Yeah, that was an important issue that had to be brought up. But the way that it was brought up and the, the way that it was presented to us was dumb. Um, you know, for me, and I loved watching the new people more. And I say this on every podcast. Had the show been about Danica and her boyfriend, which would have been a Stasi and Jack situation, Throwback Thursday, I would have loved watching it because Danica is dramatic. She's funny as fuck. She says what she thinks. She's just so fucking funny. And I would have thoroughly enjoyed that. I just had no interest in watching the, 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 the witches of WeHo argue we're not friends anymore. Now they're friends again. Could have told you that was coming. And I just, it, I was just not interested. I wasn't really interested. Well, they're friends again. Or Steve Honig, who's being paid, you know, $10,000 a month by Stassi and Kristen for crisis management is like, you need to be photographed together three times a week. See, I have an opinion. Maybe, maybe but no, but maybe... But in that case, that proves my exact point of like, when are we going to be told the fucking truth on this show? And it's no longer reality TV. It's like, I'm watching the show, but then I'm spending hours on Google and Twitter to actually get the facts, which I don't want to be doing. When I watch a reality show, I want to be given the facts. I don't want to spend my night having to read all the gossip websites to try and get all the info to talk about something that, that I know. Because if you that just watch sense. the show, you don't know. You know what I mean? Who's Danica's boyfriend? We didn't see him on the show. Oh, the other Brett. He's so That's good what looking. I thought. That's what I thought. He's, there's another Brett, yeah. Yeah, the, the bartender. He's so hot. He's so hot. He's like, hot. how could you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're so good looking together. and They're so dramatic. So I've heard. I don't know why they didn't show him more, especially if they're, they're still together. They should have showed him. They broke up and then they got back together. Like, so dramatic. Who wouldn't want to see that? He's hot as fuck. But honestly, I think, I I told this to Sheena when she was on my podcast, I think Brett Cap is hot as fuck too. I don't. A lot of people don't. I don't get it. He's so hot. Maybe he's like gay hot. He's gay hot. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I find him... I had this guy on my show who said the funniest thing. You know when he had his curly hair? Yeah. Um, it was Jefferson hot. John said, no, he said he looked like a Rock of Ages substitute, which I completely agree with. That, that's hot. That's, that's hot. hot. <laughs> yes. That's, yeah. I just, I don't know. He doesn't, I, honestly, I don't. Yeah, okay. Aesthetically, abs, chiseled, cheekbones, like, cool but like for me it's more about the attitude and like i'm not i don't feel any like 
attraction to his attitude. I can't explain it. You know what I mean? Hot is well, different than like. I, that's what Charlie said when she was on my show. And that's what Sheena said. They both were like, we don't like his personality. He's therefore he's not hot. Maybe I'm just yeah, more I superficial. You're so superficial, I but like, so. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know his personality, but I I've met him. I met him actually on his first day at Sir. And he was just kind of like standing there and like, smiling and and you could tell that he thought he was so charming and i was like dude like that doesn't make someone charming being charming is the way you interact with others it's not you thinking that you're charming do you know what i mean so it kind of like threw me off a little bit that makes sense i'm to such me, a harsh critic no to me he looks just like the hot breath that danica's dating they look it pretty much similar to me. You know, Danica's Brett is a whole new level of hot. She's so and she's hot. probably like, Danica, don't worry. I'm not saying this in a creepy, like I fancy your boyfriend, but you guys are a hot fucking couple. Okay. Let's just keep it real. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Who's your favorite? So who is your favorite boy on Vanderpump Rolls? Who is your Tom king? Sandoval. Really? Tom Sandoval. Yeah. You like Sandoval. I also think, ugh, this is going to be so, okay. I love, I think if I, it depends. Who do I love watching or who do I think I would want as my friend? Both. So I would want Tom Sandoval as my friend. I think he's really intelligent, really talented, always there to be the life of the party. Like, you know, if I had to take my pick on who I wanted my friend to be, it would be Tom. He's fucking epic. Um, who do I like watching? Who doesn't love watching James Kennedy? Are you fucking kidding me? He sucks at times. And I've said some nasty things about him in the past, but come on, he's epic TV. Like Epic. He's, he's the one that, he's my favorite boy and I want him for my friend. I had a moment with him, not sexually. I had a moment with him in Buffalo, New York. I mean, you're not from this area, but Buffalo, New York is like I, up near I know Canada. what Buffalo is. There's, yeah. a, there's a university there. Yeah. And it's really cold. And I went in December and he was DJing and just, James is epic. He's epic. He just, at that point, wanted the party to continue all night. And it was just epic. You know, I met him I interviewed James because I used to co-host this podcast called the Pump Rules Podcast. And I thought I was afraid when I met him. I was like, oh my gosh, like, and there's just like, when he's in a good mood on his good days, when he wasn't drinking, et cetera, et cetera, he's actually really likable. Like he actually is really likable. And he's had his nasty He's a puppy dog. Oh, is your dog joining us? Everyone always has their dogs with Begging them. Begging to be on this. And she, she can come. So you spoke about a puppy dog, and there you go. She's so cute. Everyone, Carrie Duber was just on our show from Real Housewives of Dallas, and she was in her closet with her dog on her lap the whole time. So we welcome dogs. She's yeah. cute. What's her name? Luna. Oh, she's really cute. I love me some James Kennedy, so I fully understand that. Yeah. No, I think he's great TV. 
Um, what was I going to say? You really think the show should have been broken down into like, do you think the sh- there should have been two shows, like the newbies and the old people? I think the old people need, you know, a to different go. show. Yeah, they need, they need, you know, they need either Lala goes on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, Which gets, she would love. She, she would love until she gets checked by Erica Jane and then she might not love it as much. Let me tell you. Because yeah, like, right now. The girls are no match for Lala. If she went to Beverly Hills Housewives, it's like, sweetie, this is the big leagues. This isn't. Yeah. This isn't right now, she kind of thinks she's the Erica Jane of the Vanderpump Rules crowd. And she, if she goes to Real Housewives, I think Erica Jane is going to be like, you need to know your place, my friend. I think that might go down. I'm not sure. This is just me, like, maybe fantasizing about this. <laughs> I think this is, I mean, I think she would be great on Real Housewives. Uh, Beverly Hills, but I don't think that would ever happen. Or they can have their own spin-off of like, you know, Life in the Valley or something, because they're all in the Valley now, but it's not Vanderpump Rules anymore. Either than being pretend friends with Lisa, it's not Vanderpump Rules. So, you know, I want to see the servers. I want to see, and I, I don't mind seeing the evolution of servers to reality stars, but when you are no longer a server, it's just not, it doesn't Fits the concept. That makes sense. But also, I do. I would feel nostalgic about the OGs if they were completely gone. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I just know that I wasn't a fan of this season overall. And what other shows? Since you don't watch everything on Bravo, it doesn't have to be Bravo. I know you said you love Selling Sunset, which is my latest beyond obsession. Yeah, I kind of liked. I love Too Hot to Handle on Netflix. That was so. Funny. Amazing. Amazing. Like, the best. And not just because the show was good, but the people were so funny. And like the different cultures. For me, that's what I loved the most. It was like we had Australians, we had English, we had American, we had all like a melting pot totally. of people. And I thought that was really fun to watch. Like, you know. It was a break. And those two people are still together. They were that one. No, they're not guy, anymore. They broke, they broke up. up. They, they like moved up. to LA, right? Yeah. Yeah, but they're not together anymore. Bye. I, I, I actually feel, I, I had high hopes for them. I will say that. I thought they were a great couple. Um, but I also knew that the guy was a f- fucker. So I didn't, I actually did not have that high hopes for them. Um, I loved, well, I've been really into Below Deck Meds because one of my listeners recommended it to me. And I've been really enjoying watching that because to me, that's like a Vanderpump rules from day one that stayed consistent and that stayed true to its concept. And I, so you, it, it's amazing. I love that show. Um, this season love, is for some reason, one of the, I mean, I'm loving below deck med this season. It's like one of the, the best five, seasons. You don't like it. You don't? One and four for me all the way. Really? Yeah. I love how you could remember seasons. Like, I can't remember what I did 20 minutes ago. No, no, David, I don't remember seasons. I watch all five seasons in about three weeks. So that's why I remember. Because I was like, I'm speechless. Like, and you say you're not a Bravo expert. Like, I don't know anything. Ask me Vanderpump Rules season. And I'm like, what? She said that? Like, no. Don't know. Some people are like, well, that happened season four. And I'm like, there's too much in my mind. Like, I, I just, it's too much. Like, I, I don't remember. I have yeah. to go back and like Google it and be like, who said what? And I mean, I remember the basic things that happen in life, but like the little nitty gritty, I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't remember Yeah, the nitty gritty 
No. Obsessed with Summer House, obviously. Um, Real Housewives of OC has become shitty, but I've been watching. Um, Favorite reality shows. I didn't like The Circle Netflix. That was not the best for me. I liked um, Love is Blind. I thought that was a good show as well. I got to watch that. You know, I never watch. What is The Circle about? Literally nothing. Like that that sums it up for you. Now, a lot of people were obsessed with it because it's basically people quarantined alone in their house. And it's kind of like a dating app situation, but like a, a chat. So you can either be a catfish or you can be yourself and you chat with people and you form connections. And it's kind of like that modern, you know, age of the digital apps where you connect with people and how you can go completely wrong and how you can really fucking lie about it or how you could be true to yourself and make real friendships and la di da di da di da You know, I didn't think it was fun to watch someone sitting in their apartment messaging other people. Some people were fascinated by it. Cool. It, w- it was just not my cup of tea. And okay, what do you, how do you win and what do you win and why would you be a catfish? Like what, why would I say like, instead of being myself, I'm going to be a catfish and fuck you over. Well, because you want to be friends with everyone because you want to be the winner. You want to be the one that everyone votes for to be the winner. You know what I mean? You want to be liked by everyone. So you can vote. So like you vote at the end for who you like the best as a person. They amongst themselves kind of like say who they like Not just who you want to fuck, just like as a friend or whatever. Well, I guess, but what if you want to fuck a catfish? Like, but yeah, it's- You could, you could have all hot pictures like thirst traps. Yeah. So it's kind of just like a likability contest really which is Instagram basically. So, you know, it's, it's relatable in some aspects, but this you know, is I, nice. just, I just, yeah. Is there only one season? Like, look at, you're like selling me on the show. I'm trying not to, and you're like buying into it. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, I, I like it. remember when this came out, I just like selling sunset. I resisted, I resisted. And then I said, Fuck me, I'm gonna watch it. And then it's now my favorite show, like possibly ever. Well, ever. Selling Sunset was always good from day one. Sorry, I'm just having a makeout session with my dog because I've been quarantined for four months. So I gotta get it somewhat. <laughs> I get it. I get it. So like people aren't going out there at all, huh? No, they are. I just refuse to date someone from here because I just find them highly uninteresting. And I'm such a fucking bitch, but what do you expect? Um, no, so. You might like the circle. There's a couple different ones. There's like a French one, a Brazilian one. So there's a couple different ones from different countries, which is, I guess, interesting. I just haven't, hasn't really been doing it for me. And also during quarantine, my taste for TV has really shifted. And I thought I was like reality TV obsessed. And then I realized I like a drama. I like a twisted show. I like Like Money Heist and 13 Reasons Why. And I just like twisted shit. And so that's what I really got into during quarantine. 13 Reasons I stopped. I loved it in the beginning. And now it's just, I'm not even watching this season. Amazing. My favorite show. The Politician, though, is really good. That is good. That is a good show. And Hollywood was really good. I didn't, I didn't see Hollywood. I've, I've been really into Spanish shows. So I watched um, Vis a Vis, which is called Locked Up. And then Cable Girls was amazing. Like, I don't know why I've been loving all these Spanish 
Maybe because Spanish men are so fucking hot. <laughs> I don't know. They are, but where you are, the boys. You know what it is? There's no blondes in New York, so I love a blonde. You got all the blondes over where you are. I kind of like a blonde too. I don't like the super like, you know, there's a lot of like Persian Jews in LA. That's not super my vibe. Do you watch Shaz the Sunset? No, should I? <laughs> you say Persian. Listen, I, I relate everything back to the Bravo world. Um, uh, yeah. Is it about it's, Jewish people in LA? It's about Persians in LA and a lot of them are Jewish, but they're all authentic. Yeah, you could have been dating Mike. Mike has a girlfriend now. Oh. I'm not dating any Persian Jew. Like, trust me. Are you like, sure? I'm you know, the- it's good for you. Nima. Nima from Shaz uh, from Shaz's Sunset. That's a good one. But that's the thing. You I guys feel will be good so together. Oh, oh uh, you're trying to match me up. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> I know his sister. Do you want me to call Mona and put you in touch with Nima? Let me, I don't even know who that person is, but let me just tell you one thing about the Persian Jews. So all my girlfriends in LA are Persian Jewish. Yes, David, put that in your notes if he's hot. But let me, let me, you're gonna, I'll, I'll like send you a picture of Nima afterwards. Um, but so I get invited to all these Persian events and I legit go there and I feel like I'm the forbidden fruit. I feel like I'm not Jewish enough. Like I'm not Persian enough. You know what I mean? I could see they that. Like, is this, is this your natural hair color now? No, but I'm like, I'm a dark blonde. Like I'm, I'm not hairy. Like I don't, my eyebrows are like, I'm, I'm not. I, I'm not a hairy, dark, I'm Mediterranean. Like my mom's like Spanish. But you're Jewish. So you must, they must love you. You're like exotic to them. To a them. Jew, a blonde Jew is like a rare bird. Yeah, but I'm like a kind of faux blonde. I'm like a the ashy kind of my real color. Like I'm not, I'm not. I'm not dark, but I'm, I'm not like a dark brunette, but I'm not like a blonde. Do you know what I mean? But my body hair is blonde. Like I don't have, it's like old peach fuzz. Getting really that. into detail. I think, that, I think that would be, I mean, what do I know about the straight dating culture? But I think I know a little something. I think that would be appealing to a dark featured person. So that's too. why I say the forbidden fruit. So yeah. it's like exciting because it's new, but then would they introduce me to the parents? No. Cause I'm like a white Jew. You know what I mean? You're like a fetish. You're like a fantasy. I, I, I wouldn't go that far. Like the Persian <laughs> girls are really attractive, but you know, I just think it's more like exciting cause it's new and it's different. But then when it comes down to actually doing the thing, it's like, Nah, you're not for us. That's how I feel. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm thinking that you need to watch Shaws of Sunset now. I'll be watching. This could That's be a so whole day. This could because there's also Shervin. There's there's like a bunch of guys on there. They all live in LA. Wait, David, where have you been all my life? You need to give me a list of shows I need to watch. <laughs> I mean, this would be the. I mean, listen, you don't want Brett Cap. What about Max? You want Max? I know Max. Nope, I don't want Max. Nope. Oh, I'm friends with Max's mom too. They're very sweet. Yeah, I just, no. You don't want Brett. All right, so see, you don't want, I mean, I tried to give you the people from the show that you're most connected to. So yeah, yeah, I think Shaz might be your next way to go. Yeah, like, but I'm I'm not, I don't want to date anyone in the entertainment industry. (laughs) That's also my thing. I get it. Yeah, like I've been, I've worked in, 
Yeah, I, I, I really like my fantasy. I really want like a doctor, but like a fun one, not like a boring one. I, I would like um, a doctor. I would like a plastic surgeon. That's what I want. No, because then he'd see all these girls' boobs. Like, I don't want that for me. Really? But like, yeah, I, I would want like a doctor or maybe someone in finance. Like, I, this is so fucking creepy. And I don't know if you're going to like think I'm creepy. But then again, you've been called a creep. So I, I think you'll understand. And a stalker and all sorts yeah. of other things. Yes. This well, is I've my creepy everything. side. Yes. This is my creepy side. I... I'm, I'm not like saying I fancy my brother, but I need like the non-brother version of my brother. Do you know what I mean? Like I my do. brother's like- no, I haven't seen your brother. I can't, yeah. So obviously I'm not saying, it's like a girl that says I basically want my dad. Obviously the girl yeah. doesn't fancy her dad. Like that's gross and creepy. Okay, we understand. But like my brother- it's so hard because I have this like really cool brother. He's like four years younger than me and he's like tall and he's smart and he's good looking and he works in finance. Do all your cool friends and- want him? Yeah. And I'm Does he live like, in LA with you? No, he does not. But he came to visit and everyone was like, oh my God. Where does like, he live? In Switzerland. Yeah. Uh-huh. So all your friends. No, I'm, I'm just. I'm, just not <laughs> I'm not. I, I, I see your mind. I'm not going there for myself. I'm just, you know, he's blonde. He's not, but he's like not super dark. I, I like can't explain. Blonde. Listen, I would love, I would gladly date someone with dark hair, but I'm just saying like if there were two people that had the exact same personalities and I emotionally was connected to both of them the same, I would always choose a blonde over a non-blonde. That's just me. <laughs> but I'm not that superficial in my dating world. That I don't judge based on hair color is what I'm saying. I'm just no, saying I'm superficial. Like, I'm so superficial, which is probably why I'm still single, but not in the blonde brunette sense. But I know, right, I mean, I'm superficial I have- too. I'm so superficial, but I have just very specific wants and it's not blonde brunette. Like I say, I like a blonde, but I've been obsessed with brown hair too, but I just like Dana's, like Danica's bread. No, but see, I think he's hot aesthetically, but then, you know, person, I don't know what he's like personality wise, but I just need like a guy, like for me, the most important thing, I don't like really, really skinny guys. And I know a lot of people like, no, no. You know, a lot of people want like, like that. I love it. I I need, I need to, I need to feel like I'm kind. Yeah. I need to feel like I'm protected. Yeah. I need like a teddy bear person, like very tall. Okay, listen, listen. This, these shots of sunset. This is it. We're done. You got to check out Shervin. Shervin's a teddy bear. But they're hairy. I don't really like Harry. <laughs> Shervin might be hairy. Try I Shervin, Nima. Without the fur. <laughs> okay, let me get back to you. But I'm telling you that those are my first two for you. But I am going to make it my life's mission to fix you up. This is... I'm crying at this. But if it's a actually, non-reality person, that limits my, I mean, that's all I know in the world at this point. Those are yeah, all my friends. I, I don't have any real friends anymore. I've gone to the dark side. I don't have, you, do you feel like you don't have any real friends? Like, no, or is that a, uh, I have real friends, but 
I, how can I put this? I, because I work so much that like uh, my real friends are my real friends. And then like new people that have come into my life in the past, say two years or three years, but two years are all reality people because that's really all I do. So like if you go through my phone, it's probably like 85% reality stars. And you, do you feel like they're your real friends or do you feel like there's an element of like, they're not super my real friends? They are so many of them not super my real friends. Right. But then some are, like some are. So you're a self-proclaimed social climber. Um, okay, I wouldn't put it that way. I think it's more like, if you are my real friend, you are grandfather. There's a, believe it or not, in my book, there's even a chapter called IRL Friends. Towards the end, I had to explain how my real-life friends that I've known since birth had to be fit into my plans. Okay. Um, so I wouldn't say social climber. I would just say that I work so hard that, like, if you're to come into my life and it's like, it's almost like there's an element of work related to me. So, like, right. where do you meet people? You meet people through work. But I'm not a social climber because then, like, you know, we spend a minute together. Point. You know what? That's actually a good point. I never thought of it that way. So if you I'm know, spending all day with reality stars. for work. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, if I'm interviewing reality stars all day, I don't love everybody I interview. But there's plenty of people where I'm like, we're going to fucking keep in touch because you are totally my speed of person. And then, like, you get to know them, you get to know them. But it doesn't mean yeah. I like everyone. Like, if I don't like you, I'm not, like, social climbing. Like, I don't want to fucking meet you for a drink. Like, I have certain reality stars that, like, reach out to me all the time. So, wait, let me rewind and change what I said. Yeah. So, you curate your friends so that they are all within that world. But if you don't like them, they're not a part, they're not going to be a part of your life. So, it's more like... Your, your group of friends is curated. The new friends, like. The new, the new friends, friends, the new friends, the work friends. But like then some of them you really, like a lot of them, a lot of them you, listen, I am just, here's how I am. You start at a 10 out of 10 with me. Like I truly like people until you work your way down. So Every single person I talk to, I am ready to become best friends with just because I am such a nice, open, happy person. This really is true. And then, you know, ultimately, like, we'll go out a few times and I'll be like, yeah, hanging out with you is a real fucking drag. Or you're really fucking high maintenance and this actually isn't fun. But until we get there, I'm willing to accept all of these reality people as my new real friends. Because, like, why not just have as many friends as possible. That's fun and right. So funny because I'm the actual complete Most people opposite. are. No, I'm like, what, you're not even a five out of 10. You're a zero out of 10 and you work your fucking way up. And that's how I am. I don't think that's so bad. I think that's more normal. I'm just, I'm ready to like, I mean, listen, I'm from New York. So like, you're not going to take advantage of me, but I'm ready to just like, I'll get on a plane and fly to see you tomorrow, like to have a fun weekend. 
you're welcome to. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I like I'm just <laughs> like before quarantine, I lived a very fun, charmed life. Like my life, I had so much fun in life. I don't mean yeah. charmed like with an ego. I just mean like my biggest problem was like, do I have three martinis or four tonight? This is my daily dilemma. So I appreciated it at the time. I would love it back. Yeah. So I just kind of welcome everyone. Like we meet, we talk, yeah. we're best friends and I'll get on a plane and fly to see you. And then, you know, after I hang out with you and like you're skipping out on the bill or you're crying in the bathroom from some drama that doesn't exist. Like, listen, you can work your way down from that 10 very quickly. But yeah. you start there and we'll take it, we'll just take it down from there. But yeah. I think your way is more normal where you're just like, not so fast. I got to get to know you a little bit. My way is savage. Like I'm a little more savage. Like for you, people can work their way down very easily. For me to get from a zero to a one is already a struggle, my friend. Let me tell you. But look, you did it with Lindsay, Miss Lindsay Hopper. You just felt a kinship. Yeah, that happens very rarely, like with Dana, with Lindsay, but Lindsay just digitally like over the phone, but especially with Dana, but it's very rare for me. Like I have five really good friends in LA and that's it. Like the rest I'm friendly and that's cool and we'll hang out, but like they also know them. They know that I don't make time for them. And I, and I don't say it in a, in an arrogant way, but I'm someone who's scatterbrained to begin with. So it's very hard for me to make the time to do something. So if I've made time for someone, I've worked really hard at it because I, I, I'm the kind of person I, I drown in a glass of water. So, you know, the people that I, that I don't make time for, they, they know. That makes sense. It sucks. Well, I'm a sucky person. What can I tell you? No, I, I don't think you're so sucky. I, I, I don't think you're so sucky. Um, is there anything else you would like to discuss with us before we wrap up? I always like to give people a like, have we covered everything? Hopefully you'll keep in touch with me. Hopefully I've worked my way up to a one. At no, least. You're, I, you're about a three now. So even though you good. think, even though you think I'm a, what'd you say? Star fucker or whatever you just said three minutes ago. Self-proclaimed social climb. So, yes, thank you, thank you. Self-proclaimed social climber. Thank you. It was kind of a joke, but also like kind of not. Like if you want to be a social climber, like you know what I mean. Well, listen. Here's the light. Well, here's the thing. Like in the regards to all the things that you mentioned that I was called, like creep, stalker. Oh, I've been called a social climber as well many times. But I don't think a social climber is like a bad thing. It depends how and why you're doing it. You know, obviously the thirsty bitch that is social climbing in certain, you know, social circles because they have money and things like, I'm like, okay, you're dumb. But like you're, what you're doing, you're watching people that you enjoy watching. And the reason that we enjoy watching them is because we think, oh, I could be friends with this person. This person's entertaining. So when you have like a genuine interest for someone and you would like to be their friend, I don't think that's like the bad kind of social climbing. And the people, as I said on my podcast, the people who are calling you creep have found you because they are stalking these people themselves. So you're just being more open about it. But I don't think, you know, there's, there, there is a negative connotation that goes with social climbing um, because yeah, it's like, I have a goal. I need to climb up the ladder, but I feel like 
what you're doing is just showing an interest for these people and just making it come to life. And that's cool. I appreciate. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong. I mean, like, I won't let you take advantage of me. I mean, you can't just call me up and be like, get down on all fours and bark. I mean, I'll tell you to fuck off. So it's not like I'm a social class. Listen, I mean, I'm very turned off by like name droppers and thirsty bitches. So it's not like I'm a thirsty bitch. It's like, this is my job. And And it's your life. Yeah. But like, I'm not a thirsty bitch. Because at the end of the day, if you want me to bark, you can go fuck yourself. I will say I'm a hundred percent a thirsty bitch. Have you seen some of my Instagram photos? I'm thirsty. 100%. Not, not like thirsty, like name dropping fame, but like, I like a few likes or two. Like I like the validation. It makes me feel good. Let's not lie. Well, your Instagram is also one of those, like there's other people like you. It's so perfectly. And this is a compliment. I don't know how you do it. It's like, it's perfectly curated. Like Mine is a mess. Like some days the pictures line up nice and here's my guest that I had on and we look great. And then other days it's like the angle's off and I'm just like, this is the only fucking picture I have and I have no time to deal with this. And this is the picture that's being just a day ago. I'm a very visual person. Hence why I'm very superficial with like my dating. I'm a visual person. So like I like to, I just apply a preset, like it's super an easy fix. And then my little podcast graphics. Yeah. I created a bunch of graphics for the podcast, but yeah, I like, I like a a good aesthetic sometimes, but yeah, I'm, I'm fucking thirsty. Let's not lie. And like, come on. Like I story most, a lot of my days, like pretend I'm not thirsty. Well, this is why I wrote this book because I agree with you that like at the end of the day, I'm just being real. If you are talking about these Bravo people 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, and you're freaking out when you meet them, just admit that you would like to also go from fan to friend. You you want this. I don't give a fuck who you are. Just admit it. Like the majority of people would want this. And if you read, I'm serious. This is, this book is like, it's funny stories and private shit that's spilled out too, but like, it really is a how-to book. And it's not like, if you really read this book, it works. This is, now this doesn't work in two days. This is a very, all good things come to those away. You got to have a lot of time on your hands. But if you read this book and follow it, you can be friends with anyone or you can be dating the Shaws of Sunset, which is what we have for you in, in your But don't get me wrong. I've had a couple of opportunities to date people. I'm not going to say where and where they have been, but I just didn't want it. I get it. Like dating is, is different than friendship. You know, when you're dating someone, you don't have the option of only hanging out with them once or twice a week. Listen, I've been there myself. I've had opportunities to date you know like people that listen to my show slip into my dms i might have thought of someone for you we'll talk really okay we got to talk offline and location isn't so important i mean you know it would be nice if they were in new york but like la is not to la yeah it's not listen stranger things have happened i mean I'm, i'm a new yorker i would always have like a home base here but like you know, like, who knows what's going on? Like, there's a lot of things going on career-wise. And, like, L.A. is not, like, completely out of the mix. L.A. could be a good move for you, I feel like. Find me someone but, 
we'll, we'll talk offline about. We'll talk uh, offline. Yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that. All right, so where can we all find you? And then, you know what, wait, so, before we do that, well, first, where can we find you? So you can find me on the You Can't Sit With Me podcast. I talk about a lot of TV stuff, interview a lot of your favorite TV personalities as well. Very opinionated show. Um, and then you can find me on my oh-so-thirsty Instagram. That is at Deanna Espier. That is D-I-A-N-A-E-S-P-I-R. I recap some of the shows on my stories, share all the pop culture news on my stories. And then on the feed, um, you might hate me, but that's cool. Okay. <laughs> it happens. It happens. So everyone needs to follow you. You're going to come back on. I'll come back on your show. You're amazing. Yeah. And we will talk. We will DM each other and we will, you got to tell me who you have for me. They yeah, be, no, I have They idea. can be dark haired. It's just fine. No, blonde and reality TV. You're going to love this. Oh God. Yeah. Someone that's been on recently? No. Okay, because I was thinking of one person. Blonde and reality TV, like, I don't think I need to know anything else. I like, I don't think I need to know anything else. All right, everyone, check out this amazing podcast. Everyone, follow her, follow me. We love you all. You'll be back, and I will talk to you later. Love you much. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones. And the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.